At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, It becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure to have the opportunity of presenting special guest Claudia Monticelli. Claudia is a university professor and interpreter. She has an amazing background and I'm so excited to have her on today, including coming from Italy, emigrating to the United States and passing through Ellis Island. That's amazing to me. I can't wait to talk about that. More importantly though, I'm inviting Claudia onto the show because she shares something very similar to myself. Uh, My audience knows me as a lawyer, a podcaster and an attorney. And one of the things I like to do with this show is to show the general public that you can have a professional training. You can work as a professor You could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, and you can also be very spiritual. And that's what I'm very excited about having Claudia on today. She's also a psychic medium, a medical intuitive, an author, a podcaster. I could just tell you there's tons of talent here. And more important than the talent is the person. And I'm so excited to welcome Claudia onto the show so we can discuss her background experience as well as her own spiritual journey. Welcome to the show, Claudia. Thank you, Jason. It's a pleasure to be here. With that buildup, I hope your audience is not let down <laughs> you know, with that big introduction. <laughs> They're not going to be let down at all. I think everything we're, we're about to get into is going to be very enjoyable for them as well as for me. Good. I'll, I'm, I'm having a good time already just listening to you. <laughs> so I alluded a little bit. Uh, I guess I teased during the intro. I want to ask you, so you li- you're currently in Rome, Italy? Yes, I'm located in Rome. That's where I do most of my work uh, in Rome. Uh, my family's in Tuscany, so I move back and forth. Once a month, I go to Tuscany, see you know the family, and then come back to Rome. But my base is in Rome. I mean, I get out of my house. I walk ten minutes. I'm at the, I'm at the Colosseum. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I know. I'm so jealous. I, I already told you before we start our interview. We also noticed some synchronicities with each other. Yes. I'd like to share that with our audience because I always point out synchronicities when I can. And one of those synchronicities is that you lived 
very close to where I grew up in New Jersey. I'm from yes. Lodi, New Jersey. <laughs> yes. And you grew up from where in Jersey? In, in Patterson, New Jersey and in Totowa, New Jersey. And yeah. then I told you that my mom was a teacher in Patterson for 27 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? I love to bring up synchronicities because yeah, for me, they're so important. And they, I think they're breadcrumbs. The universe is breadcrumbs to show people a lot of interesting aspects of living, right? Yeah, Other yeah, than just yeah. the, the 3D world we live in. Yeah. One thing that you mentioned uh, in my in the introduction, and it just struck a chord with me, you said she's a psychic medium and she's also very, therefore also spiritual. And I thought to myself, hmm, do they go together really? I mean, can a psychic medium, being a medium, we know what a medium is and what they do, right? And we get a bad name from everyone else, but Correct. We, we, we channel uh, spirits that have passed, right? And would we say that we are spiritual because of that, because we delve in that spiritual world? Is that a-, a That's a great question. Let's yeah. talk about this for a minute, because I, I love yeah. that idea. This yeah. is my take on it. From my, I mean, we can only go based off our personal experiences and our right. interactions with okay. us. You let me know what you think. Tell me what you think of this. I would say that because we delve into the afterlife and we help connect people to their deceased loved ones, and because we're perceptive, for example, if you can look at somebody and, and help them with their medical problems, even though you're not a trained doctor, but you can give them some ideas to go see this specialist or to you know, pay a little extra attention to your whatever. I, I think you're very enlightened like myself to know that when I, when I, I think of spirituality, I think of somebody who is able to look at the larger trends of the universe and see these trends and help others with them. Oh, and give so me for an me, example. Give me an example. I would have, I've never okay. thought about it that yeah, way. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. Uh, so let's say you and I are sitting on an airplane. We don't know each other, right? Nice to meet okay. you, Claudia. I'm Jason. I'm from New Jersey originally, but I live from in Tampa, Lodi. Florida. <laughs> I bet. From Lodi. from Lodi. We'll talk about Lodi. And we're sitting there talking on the plane, and I start picking up feeling that you have some intuitive abilities because I can usually do that. And let's say we start talking, and we start talking about our purpose in life. What do you think your answer would be like when I talk about and say, what would our purpose in life be? Because I have an idea what my answer would be. What do you think yours would be? Well, I'm doing it right now. I mean, <laughs> I, I work with soul therapy. So I know, let's say I've done it on myself as well. And you work with what? Soul, I, uh, soul therapy. therapy. You get that at Walmart? <laughs> I'm just asking, do you, do you go to the, the, the Walmart in Italy if they have one and pick it up and, and check it out and buy it? I'm being facetious. I know. I you know, know why? Because you're doing spiritual work all the time. Yes. Anything with the I word know. soul in it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. And so so let's say my life's purpose is oral communication and yeah. written communication. I get sick if I don't communicate. I love literally. That. Literally. You're, I know. You're on I know the right path. Because, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Um, but but you know, we're doing it our purpose or else we wouldn't be here, right? You and I both right now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> this is an event. Ah. <laughs> Very important event. Well, I have we're to say something. On that plane. We're on that plane, remember? Okay. We're on the plane and we're flying, right? And we start talking about the purpose of life. And as soon as you start talking about, and you say the word soul, yeah, I'm going to be like, okay, oh, you're spiritual. What's that? What's we, that? we delve in spirituality. It's just what we do. We're light workers. I mean, I... Don't mean to generalize, but I can tell looking at your background and seeing your information, you intrigue me deeply because I see parts of myself in your life and having a, a mainstream role as a university professor and as a professionally trained interpreter. And I bet 
that when you wake up, you always wake up smiling. Tell yes. me if I'm not. <laughs> well, there were some exceptions. During the pandemic, I had a hard time waking well, up. Well, I mean, of course, of course, of course. But let's say 90% of the time, you're All the up time. and Adam. Yeah, I could get to it. I, I know. Me too. So I want to get into your background a little because I, I find okay. it fascinating. So let's let's talk about this. You, you were born in Italy. Yeah. And then how did you get to the United States? Okay, so so um, my da- it, it was post-World War II. My dad had been a prisoner of war in India, uh-huh. and he was there for seven years. He finally left and came back very shortly after, married my mom, and Italy was really in a mess. So having been you know, in prison, there was nothing that he was doing in Italy. And at the time, his father was in the United States building uh, the railroads because he was a specialist with these little tiny square stones. And he uh, then then his younger brother went to the United States because he didn't want to go to, in the army service. So his brother went and then he went and he said, you know, my mom said, you know what, we're all going all or nobody. So we all went <laughs> and I was just born and it was six months. I was six months old. And when we got on the boat, um, apparently we went from Palermo, from Sicily. We left, I remember. <laughs> and my mother's a, a picture. I have a picture on the, my wall of my mom sitting there with me in my arm, in one arm and, and a, a jug of a, a beer. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A jug? No, it's mug? A, a mug. There you go. A mug of beer drinking, you know? And so when we um, crossed, when we started the crossing, she was sick. She was really, really sick. And she was lying for the whole, it was two two week trip. And when we got to the United States, she found out she was pregnant. And so, so my younger sister was very close to me. <laughs> and so we got there and, you know, you can imagine uh, the situation, there was my uh, my dad's aunt and a few of the people, a community of uh, Italians in Patterson, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, I, I almost missed, I just missed the title of Miss Roma when I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> or else I would have had to put that on the list in my bio. <laughs> Your dad was a prisoner of war in India. Does that mean yeah, he, 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 yeah. he was on the Italian side and what got taken prisoner by the British? By the English, yeah, by the British. In, in Europe? Yeah. In, he got, yeah, in, it was, yeah, it was in Europe, but- I'm a World was, War II buff, so when you brought that up, I'm like, wait a minute, that's yeah, an interesting yeah, thing. I've never yeah, heard anyone say they Libya, were imprisoned in India. Libya and, you know, going the whole way. I mean, it was devastating. It was devastating. And he was one of the survivors because it was walking, constantly walking there. And so he was a survivor, uh, ended up there. He worked in the infirmary. Um, and, you know, so, so the, and actually, Jason, you're going to love this. I grew up with stories of them then there in India having seances at night, he would say to me, Claudia, I swear to you, the table would rise. The three-legged table, we all had our hands on the table and it would 
come right up off the ground. And so I heard the story once. I heard the story twice. I heard it three times. I thought, okay, I'm going to put this in with his war stories, right? <laughs> and, and then until I started seeing things, you know, I started seeing things in church and, you know, all of these spirits. And it was, uh, you know, and my mother, I am, she was, uh, and she was a, not a practice. I don't think she, I could call her a practitioner of the occult. That would be more my dad, but my mom was a reader. She was a card reader. She, we, after she passed, we found over a hundred decks of cards hidden in all little areas. Nooks what kind of cards? Like tarot cards or? No, they were Neapolitan cards. They were Neapolitan, these very small cards that um, are very particular. And those reading those are, are really interesting. They're really super cards, really, really interesting cards. And um, but you don't you didn't talk about that. You never said <laughs> anything like that, you know. And as far as I know, I was the only child. I don't think he told this to my other sisters that the table would rise. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, looking at your background, and it's interesting. So did you, at what age did you first realize that you had intuitive abilities? It was about four, four. I, I don't think it was, I don't think I was five yet. I was in church and all of a sudden, and the mm -hmm. mass was going on. And I remember looking up, you know, how churches have a dome and they have frescoes and statues. And all of a sudden I saw spirits dancing as if they were fornicating. They were flowing in and out of each other. And I thought, well, they must be playing, you know, in church. And, and church. <laughs> they must be playing. And so my dad kept pulling my hand, Claudia, Claudia, he's saying in Italian, Claudia, Claudia. And I looked and I, I thought, uh, oh, yeah. And shortly after that, shortly after that, I would go to church in the afternoons when there was nobody there. Because I liked, we were close by, we we're a couple of blocks from the church and, and that young, you, could, you know, you can't move that far. So I went in, I'd sit down. And while I did that, I would see as it, the altar would be like a theater and I would see a scene of people, spirits moving, talking to, gesticulating, and then going across the scene, going across the theater of the altar. And what I did, I thought to myself, am I making this up? I used to think so. What I did, and I did it cons consistently, I would go home and write usually just a paragraph or two lines. And then it came became a, uh, the first time it happened, I wrote a one line poem. And the other times I made it into, tree, into uh, the shape of the topic. If it were a tree, I've made it into a tree and I still have those. And, um, and, and that's how it started because I knew that nobody else is seeing these, you know, nobody else, but me. And then I, I, um, had a couple of fainting episodes. It was always in church and I was just so into it and so concentrated. And I would just boom, 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 fall to you know, the person next to me would pull me up. And then even as I grew older, you know, I was studying, I was in university and all of a sudden I, I would just faint, you know, and I didn't understand what the fainting was about at that time. But, um, I think it was, well, not a possession, but you are, it is a bit much for you to just concentrate that much all of a sudden. And I don't call it meditation. I don't, I don't subscribe to the word meditation. I don't meditate. I get my answers, just go and get them and bring them back. You know, I don't have to sit there forever, you know, like that. No, I do have to con concentrate more 
if I'm channeling live on my YouTube channel, there I do. I have to, I have to close out the the audience and you know the people chatting and asking questions. Yeah, but otherwise, no. I just get the what I need. You know, go and get it, pick it up. What is your favorite thing about being intuitive? Ah, uh, let's see. Um, well. Um, Pete, when people hear and know that I'm intuitive, they look at me funny. Ah. (laughs) They look at me funny. You get this, you get the look and then you get the head go back a little and then you'll have someone, depending on who it is, you'll have someone say, what do you pick up on me? Do you pick up on anything? And then you kind of look at them and, and, and your look is never the same again to them ever. There's nothing the same again. But, but people think that all I do is read people. You know, <laughs> I had nothing better to do in my life. You know, what are you thinking? What are you seeing? Nothing. I'm hungry. You know, I'm enjoying my favorite song from this morning that I heard on the radio that I decided to play along in my head right now. I'm not looking yeah. at you reading anything about you. Yeah. And 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 so what the that's something that just happens. But my favorite thing, I think it is the channeling, I have to say. I really do like it. And you know why? Because um, ever since the first time I did it uh, with a client, you know, first with with relatives and friends, and then when I started doing it professionally with clients, oh, yeah. it was it's so touching. It my ha- the hair uh, stands on end, yeah, yes. bumps. It is because you tell them things I could never know, you know, and and it's so it brings them closure, you know, and it um I'm, you can't do that all the time. I can't do more than two a day. Uh, I, I have, tried, yeah. yeah. I, I have three later on and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> after working all day as a lawyer, I'm going to do some readings and yeah, uh, it's, it's part of what it is. I, I want to ask you this, yes. looking at it from my personal experiences and where <laughs> I've been the last You're a funny guy, <laughs> you know, it's just you. oozing, you're oozing joy when you speak and you think I could see the wheels turning. <laughs> That's great. It's I'll wonderful. be honest. It's I'll wonderful. be honest. I'm, I'm 45 and Good. I filled other roles in my life. And this has been the most enjoyable role of my life so far doing yeah. podcasting stuff. And I never thought I would do it. It's just something that I, I really do. Like I was looking forward to our interview this morning and I had, Five billion things to do beforehand for my lawyer Aww. job, but I, I, this was like my reward for the day. Oh, how sweet of you to say that! To have a really <laughs> cool interview with an amazing person that shares similar viewpoints and has You're positive so of you. energy. <laughs> I, I could tell when I when I talk to people, even through the internet, you know, that they have good energy, and I could tell you had good energy. Yeah. I, and looking and looking at your YouTube channel, talk to us about your YouTube channel. Well, there's a lot of different things because like I said, I started with uh, card readings and what I did was I would say, okay, April, April Aries, April Aries, Taurus and the whole bit. I got so tired of that. I really got so tired (laughs) of that because I thought for, I don't even believe in astrology. Why am I doing this? Astrology gives me a headache. I'm, I don't do astrology. It's a foreign language to me that I've never studied. Or I don't want to. And, I'm a Libra. You know, that's all I know. I don't want to, um, you know, uh, talk down about that. I mean, there are people are good at who do that very well. And it's just not for me. And so I, you know, started reading crystals. I have behind the computer that you can't see are at least maybe 35 crystal balls, different types. You see the one behind my shoulder? Yes. Oh, I have one on this end yeah, too. The geode. Yeah. What is that? Is that a citrine or a amethyst? Um, well, if you turn, I'm turning the screen for a second. Yeah. You see the uh, that's a rose quartz globe, okay. citrine, and the citrine um, 
my, my cup's in the way. You <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be show and tell right so, now. So that is a soul, uh, that is a soul. <laughs> that is a, um, a lamp, a, a salt lamp. Um, behind me? Yeah, to, to where your mug was. Where my mug was. Um, yeah. Let me see. I, yeah, I know. Where the light is coming from. Yeah. Right there, that orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Citrine tower. Sorry? It's a citrine tower. Let me see. Oh, my God. I knew I was drawn. Citrine is my favorite stone. That's my Picture, okay. Picture this. You love <laughs> crystals like I do, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. They're healing. They're soothing. They're chill. My best friend owns a crystal metaphysical shop here in Tampa. And she's the reason I became an open psychic. She's like my muse, so to speak. You know, the, the one And she started giving me crystals a few years ago when we first met at a wedding in 2016. And I was just like, oh, you're giving me this crystal? It's cool, but let me give it to someone else because it's a rock. Right, right. <laughs> There's nothing about it. And then I went to Sedona, Arizona, and I got activated to Amethyst. And it all started from there. And next thing you know, it's like a hobby that became a passion. And my whole living room looks like a yeah. crystal, like yours. Well, yeah, all over the place. Oh, my, my, the earrings I have. I make <laughs> sure I, I have a, a macrame artist put in stones that I want for perfect, certain purpose, so purposes. Cool. Rhodochrosite, you know, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it could be, it, it, I have, what can I say? I, I, this is an open door, you know, I did, I do have something um, that is so, so particular. I bought this and um, it's a meteor part of a meteor. And it's, um, if you look at it through the light, it's green. Is it Moldavite? Moldavite. Yeah. I love Moldavite. It's one of my favorite. High energy, high energy. Yeah. For a month I had headaches. I didn't realize how strong it was. It was so, so strong and I had to keep it away from me. Um, and it really, really, really is powerful. Will show and tell? <laughs> Bulls gold? What is that? Bulls gold. Oh, oh. I, I don't usually remember. do this on a show, but. <laughs> because we can't. We're having fun right now, right? It's like show audience, and tell. The audience can't. Our audience is watching us with show and tell with each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Let me ask. It's so much fun. What do you think of synchronicity? Because that's something I've really. Synchronicity. Understood. Well, that yeah. happens all the time. I'll Doesn't be a little more specific with you. Okay. How about synchronicity with soul relationships or twin flame dynamics? All right. Now that's, those are words on a page for me. Okay. Uh, soulmates and twin flames. I think that's overrated. I think okay. people, I said, you know, when somebody asks me, I said, look, I don't know what God you believe in or what divine you, you pray to, but could you imagine that we were put on this earth and there was one person for us and they throw us on earth and said, okay, now go find it. Wouldn't that be cruel? I can't, I, it can't be. You know, what's, you know what's crueler than that? You meet this person and you fall for them and then you tell them how you feel and they run away from you. That's a classic twin flame dynamic. You meet somebody, you fall for them. You have yeah. this strong connection. You feel like I had it happen to me two years ago. You oh, meet somebody, yeah. you, you, you are intrigued by them. They're intrigued by you. And next thing you know, it's like, did I exist? Could that person exist? It, it like they pick uh, up and go. But yeah. the reason I asked that question is with synchronicity, I've noticed a lot of angel numbers. If you're thinking about something and all of a sudden it's 10, 10, 11, 11, 1, 1, 1, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then I I've also had that. it with songs. I've had it with, it's, it's kind of like, it's just evolved for me. My understanding of synchronicity has evolved on deeper le- levels. That- Everything that happens is not by chance, really, Jason, if you think of it. I agree. Um, 
look, I'll give you an, an idea. With today's uh, Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday. I can't remember. Tuesday. Maybe Wednesday your time, but Tuesday my time. <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> okay, I went swimming yesterday. I, I, I'm lucky I have a pool a couple of blocks away. I like to swim, right? I had a t-shirt on under, uh, under, um, when I go to the pool, I get everything ready. I put on my bathing suit first. So I could just go and jump in the pool. I had a t-shirt of, because then I have to take my clothes off, put it in the little locker there and just jump in the water. Yesterday I went in, did all that, put on my little cap and goggles, my, whatever I use, jumped in the water. And I was doing my first lap. And I started feeling all these threads around me. I think, what the, what is in the water here? And I realized I had my T-shirt on still. And I thought, that's odd. So I, I did the lap back, <laughs> took it off, wrung it out, put it there. And I finished my 40 laps. I go back home and I had three appointments, right? And it was, they were spread 4.30, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Uh the first one didn't show up. And I thought, now, how odd is that? So I'm writing to the person. I'm writing to the person. Is something wrong? What, you know, and, and something occurred to, I think she changed her computer, her, uh, her, um, her calendar didn't sync with the new count, whatever that went. All right. So I didn't go anywhere because I thought, okay, seven, it was by five, five thirty. Seven is coming around. Let me check this person. Let me see. I'm going to interview them. So I started studying, looking at, at the materials that I had. Seven comes around. They don't show up. And I'm thinking, gee, this is odd. Very, very odd. Same thing, 9 p.m. Nothing Three? showed up. Nothing showed up. Today, I didn't go to the pool, right? I had, I had an appointment. The person doesn't show up. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is enough. What is going on? And so I started talking to my guides. I'm saying, come on, guys, give me some clue. I mean, what's going on? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> what am I supposed is it? Is there going to be an earthquake coming up or is something else going to happen? So I decided, all right, let's go. I'm going to eat out. I'm going to sit down, have some wine, cool down, relax. If somebody doesn't show up, I'll have more time for myself. Go look, yeah. go listen some music. But it was very odd. It was until you showed because it was 10, 10 01. 10.02. Oh, please don't tell me he's not showing up. Oh, me? <laughs> I'm starting to laugh. I, know, I was I fighting was... traffic to get back. I had to go to my office. I, I was going to throw in the towel at that point. Oh, I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> so you had prospective guests for interviews and stuff that you were talking about with those three appointments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my they were all appointments for either I was on a show or they were on my show. And, and it was just I, something's happening. You know, this is a precursor to something, some kind of news, some kind of information, some kind of, uh, you know, I had to try to read the signs. And so like why I started saying this is because you said synchronicity. And I, I have to say everything is there for a reason. Everything. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't tell you. I, after I, my t-shirt, I jumped in with a t-shirt. I came home getting ready to, uh, to record. There's a bird in the room underneath where my wire for the YouTube for in your the, room in, 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 in the recording where I had to record it. I don't know how it got into the house because I had gone to get the mail outside. I must've left the door open and it was such a tiny bird. And I thought, Oh my God, this means I can't, what am I going to do? 
I, it's a sign. So I had somebody come in and take the bird out and I hope they found the, the, the uh, little nest because so, so that was the second one. And then all of the three things that didn't go through. And I thought, there's your sign. Yeah, there were all all very strange signs and and very interesting things. It's not like I hit my head that usually, or or you fall or you or you get pain because of negative energy that you attract because you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are right in the forefront there. And and you, you, if you don't know how to do any kind of psychic cleansing, you're gone. That's it. You know, that's the end. <laughs> what was the scariest thing when you first realized you were a medium? What was the scariest thing you had to overcome in order to pursue your spiritual path? Cleansing, psychic cleansing, because I didn't realize the amount of negative energy that came to me. I use this, Palo Santo spray. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's very, since COVID broke out, it's been worse. It comes from all different, there are carriers. It's uh, And plus, if you go into YouTube like, YouTube like I do and live, it, you're susceptible to that a lot. That is the most, that is the scariest. I, I To this day, I, I, I have someone that I work with and um, she cleans me, I clean her. But, you know, the levels of, of negative attack that you get, well, the higher you go, the worse it is. You know the the higher levels that you work at, you know the thirtieth or whatever, it's it gets worse and worse. You know, but you have to learn how to dance. This is my take. I have to learn how to dance. Uh, you know, I dance with those shadows. I like knowing that they're you know shadow boy. You want to you want to fight with me? Okay, come on, let's have, a, <laughs> let's have a dance. You know, but uh, but don't you know put me out of commission or else the dance is over. <laughs> you know. Ow. How hard was it for you to balance? Like for me as a lawyer right now, I'm balancing the psychic business growing and I'm balancing the podcast growing. And it's, I love it. It's like growing pains, but I love it. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, at what point did you balance to decide? Are you still 50-50 between your... Well, no, no, I'm not 50-50 anymore because I've lessened the load. I've decided to not stop. I am, you know, what I am, but not to stop, but only to offer one course. I've stopped teaching simultaneous interpreting. I've, I've had enough of that. I've done that for just enough. I'm going to ask you for our audience, because I'm sure someone listening, what does simultaneous interpreting mean? Ah, Simultaneous interpreting is um, when think of the United Nations and uh, when people hear foreign languages and there are in booths raised above the general assembly, the glass booths, the the movie, the interpreter um, with the Australian, um, actress, I can't remember her name, the redhead, I can't remember her name, um, who was once, oh, I can't remember her name. Anyway, um, she, so so there you listen to one uh, language in your ears and you then speak the other language out outwardly. And um, there's, of course, you learn it. I've been teaching it forever. Um, there, there are ways to to do it. And one way is to uncover one ear so you can monitor the output of your voice and uh, you still have the sensitivity to listen to the incoming. And so there's overlapping speech. And we use a technique of uh, called decalage, this delay, this it's called in English ear voice span. The, the time that it takes for you to listen to something before the interpreting of that segment comes out, because it's not 
what goes in and what what goes out. It's impossible to say exactly what somebody's saying, even if, even if it's two cognate languages like Italian and Spanish. There's no way. It just doesn't exist. So there is an, an interpretation. And today someone asked me, well, how do those, the same question that you're asking me. And I said, well, it was an easy jump because when you're talking to spirits, uh, they come in with different ways of communicating. And obviously I'm interpreting what they're saying to me and giving it to you. I, I swear to you, Jason, there were the messages that came to me were in, in odd languages, odd languages. And I'm thinking, what is it? What is it? And uh, ancient languages. And I said, then finally I made it a, a negoti- I negotiated with them. Please just give it to me in things that I understand. I can understand German. I can understand, but why don't you just give it to me in English? You know, <laughs> don't tell me you have the, the Tower of Babel out there. <laughs> and Absolutely. so, 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 so this is this is how I've uh, uh, I've sort of balanced out. And so I lessened my load, got rid of the simultaneous interpreting, and offering. I'm working with the voice, the the movement, uh, the. The voice in movement is actually the course that I'm offering. It's um, exciting. How to control the voice using this method, Feldenkrais method, and it is um, it's becoming aware of your body in movement facilitates the actual thing that you're doing. And voice, when you have to speak, it's everybody. I don't know one person who's not feared have fear of speaking, even if it's we do this, right? We're doing this now, but it, there's always a little bit of, you know, that, that little nervous energy. And until, at least for me, it goes like this until I speak my first two or three words, then I'm calmed down. You know? <laughs> Speaking in front of an audience is a big deal. I mean, you know, you have an audience of 300, 400 people, you get up. Uh, I could still sometimes remember some really, really touching press conferences when the press thinks they know the both languages and they always put you you know to the test asking you questions and you have to really be on your guard and and it's it's riveting it's really riveting and uh, so knowing how to control your voice is is a big deal it, it says a lot about you it talks to the soul when you know what used to be people said the eyes are the windows of the soul. I, I have to, since I'm practically blind, I say the, the voice is, is the soul. It is what comes out of uh, the person is the soul. It is the, um, the mirror of the soul, I think. Oh, you could turn me off anytime you want. Jason. I'm thinking Don't of this. Let me go. No, <laughs> no, no. Me I'm thinking as you're talking, <laughs> as you're talking, I'm thinking this. You brought up a very interesting point with your answer just now. You're talking about how when you read for, with spirit or when you're mm-hmm. reading as a psychic, I, yes. I tell people this all the time. When I do readings as a medium, mm-hmm. I, I get words, I'll get images, I'll get residual memories, I'll get yes. statements, I'll get joking around, I'll pick yes, up, I channel around. I'll walk around my, my, I usually do a lot of readings virtually. So I'll walk around my place. I'm on the phone pacing when I'm talking to my mother about her son who died. And I'm like, for some reason, he's making me step around the house and walk around. And she's like, he used to paint when he was on the phone. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so there's different ways that we're interpreting too, right? Oh, well, are you giving me an idea too? Because when I, we do it in, in, in Zoom, I do it with my clients in Zoom, but I, I have the, the video off so I can concentrate. But okay. I like the idea of wearing, you know, um, headphones, maybe yeah. Bluetooth headphones and walking around because that is, that will facilitate so much the, the mm. process. Really, How- It's a great idea. 
how do you view dreams? I'm going to give you an example here. When I do, when I, when I discuss dreams with people and I'll talk about one of of the things I've come up with, at least through my experience in my spiritual journey as a medium is I'll say that when you are asleep, that the veil between the conscious and the other, other side, if that's what we want to call a spiritual realm is the the veil thinnest then. And I'll be able to pick up on my grandfather. He pops in my dreams. And I have other people who tell me all the time that they have deceased loved ones that'll pop into dreams but it's like jarbled and it's not like they sit you on the couch and say, this is what I want you to do next week. It's not like that. It's usually some small message that's jarbled, but I, I feel like energy is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I love getting visitation dreams from relatives or, you know, whoever or whatever. And I wanted to see what your opinion is. Well, about I have dreams. A, I'm, I'm sort of, um, I have a couple of things about dreams here. Um, I, uh, on the, on the one hand, I'd like to side with Carl Jung when he talks about how, uh, our dreams are pieces of ourselves projected. Okay. If I dream about a child who, uh, you know, is playing on the floor and I go and pick up the child, you know, that's a part of me uh, uh, working with my inner child, something like that. Or if I come out in my dream as a man, well, that that's, it's always me. Even the places are relevant to who I am, where I was. That's one thing. And often it happens like that. But they are also windows to our past lives. Mm -hmm. Not only... Uh, not only spirits past that come in, but our past lives. And they are really good windows to that. And it's hard to discern which are which. That is the difficulty with dream because we're sleeping, you know, we travel to the astral planes and we go, who knows where, you know, <laughs> and, and sometimes it's, I, I write all my dreams down and I can't understand where they come from. And when I can't figure it out, I go to uh, this woman that I work with energetically and we discuss it. And, uh, and, and many of the dreams really interestingly, and I think you have to remember this as well, because we're always uh, progressing, right? Mm-hmm. We're energy and our energetic state is always progressing. So our, the type of dreams we have gives us clue clues as to how progressed we are. It, it could be uh, located in a house or a garage or a house in a garage or a house in a garage in a church, you know, or, or it gives us a, a quest, an indication of where we're going uh, energetically in terms of our spiritual nature. And um, that too, though, is very hard to discern. And it's really difficult to interpret because that that's not my areas of expertise. I, I you know, there's just, a, there's a lot of questions I have about that yet. So that's why I keep writing. I'm still studying. Let's say I, I'm going. We are. we are. You know what I call it? As lawyers, we always say we practice law because we're not good right. to, you know, right. be, and laws change all the time. So you got to stay current. So you practice doctors. Right. Practice. right. So why right. can't psychics practice? Right. Right. You know, exactly. I mean, yeah. that's what I think today. Who knows tomorrow? Maybe I'll be so enlightened. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. What do you think of when you are, meeting people. Mm-hmm. When you go to like a, a social environment, do most people that you interact with, do they know you more as your professional life, as an interpreter or a college professor or academia, or do they know you from your spiritual side? Well, in a, because my uh, spiritual side is done mostly online because I work with people all over the world. But on, let's say if I go dancing, you know, okay, I, I dance tango, right? And we go to a milonga and I, we get into a conversation and they ask me what I do. I said, well, <laughs> you know, so, because because I won't go to a gathering where people know me already. You know, I, I 
well, of course, my colleagues at the university and a few people know that I have a, a number of different hats, you know, but uh, if, if it's for the first time and that people ask me what I do, that's the first thing I say, well, I have a couple of things I do. I do this and I do that. There are a couple of different hats. Yeah, I have a couple of different hats and I leave the, the uh, psychic uh, to, for last because uh, people are, are very, um, a lot of people are afraid of tarot cards. A lot of people are afraid of uh, the occult. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just afraid, period, about anything. So so I uh, just keep it, you know, keep it light, you know, unless they ask me for help, <laughs> then I help them. But, you know, I uh, I waited 10 years from when I first discovered I had my ability. to. How really... did it start with you? Sure. Good. good I'd I, I love to answer that. My grandfather passed away in 2004 and I was in Wisconsin and seven years before he died. I always knew that when he died, I'd be by myself with no one to console me. It's a really weird premonition. So I'm always around a lot of people here in Florida. Like I have college friends and I never have that to be without. So when my grandfather passed, if I had been in Tampa at the time, I could have gone to any of my friends and been around people. Right. Well, my grandfather had a stroke and he was up in Jersey. He just moved up there. And I went and saw him the day after stroke for like a few hours before I had to fly back to Florida to go to Wisconsin to cover a deposition last minute for my boss at the time. Mm-hmm. I wound up in Wisconsin. My mom called and told me, by the way, grandpa died. I was like, ah, so I sat there and orbs of light appeared to me in my hotel room, like oh. an unsolved mysteries episode. Oh. And I just remember condition, unconditional love washing over me and my grandfather telling me, go get food. I love you, son. Everything will be fine. You know, I'm always going to be with oh, you. Oh, how nice. And I've never grieved his death since then. And I've always had him with me. He leaves pennies for me. He'll uh, appear in my dreams. He'll, wow. he woke up. I have parrots. He woke up one of my parrots one time a year ago in January of 2020 before COVID happened to give me guidance and advice on how to pursue my legal career. And what I mean is I had an alarm set for 6 a.m. Yeah. and I went to bed and I was really pensive, thinking really hard to myself, you know, grandpa, I'd love you to give me some guidance here. You're always so, so aware. And I said, if you could just give me some guidance on this one decision I need to make, it was the decision was, should I pick up new business or should I go after an old business partner for old business uh, that he owed me money for? And I was like, you know what? So I fell asleep. I woke up at 5.55 a.m. to my bird making this really weird noise. So I jumped up because my bird sleeps in my room. I have two of them. And I jumped up and ran over to the cage like, are you all right, Pepper? Are you all right? And then she was still asleep. So wait, what made the noise? Uh, And as soon as I went from looking at her, I looked to the right and it was 5.55. And I'm like, wait a minute. My alarm's (laughs) not going off for five more minutes. Why did my bird wake me up when my bird's still asleep? And I'm looking at the clock and it, so I looked up 555 and 555 is an angel number. It talks about letting go of the old, welcoming new energy and go. And so I was like, all right, I know, I know this, I know this. I walked down the steps to pick up my dry, my, my laundry out of the washer machine to go, you know, the dryer to go to uh, my lawyer job for the day. And I had to drive across state because I had a deposition on the East coast of Florida, two hours away. So I'm getting up early, rushing around. I'm thinking, wow, that was a cool little thing. Grandpa, thank you. I go to my washer machine to put stuff into the dryer after I got stuff out of the dryer to bring upstairs. And guess what was in the middle of the washing machine? A penny. Now, oh. that sounds oh. insignificant to someone who says, oh, well, you had change in your pocket. No. But what they don't know is there's a sign up right by my washing machine that a friend of mine did reminding me to remove all the change from my pockets because two years earlier, I actually ruined the washing machine. A bunch of quarters went into the engine or the motor. And, and so I don't have any change in my pockets. So you tell me how the heck a perfectly heads up penny was placed <laughs> and my washer machine doesn't have that middle thing. You know, it's one of those that doesn't have, yeah. so the synchronicity was blazing. So I was like, all right, I made that right decision. Here I am. 
happier than I was a year ago. Thank you, grandpa. That's synchronicity right there. Yeah. With you, I, I find it extremely enticing to think that you're doing what you're doing to your own terms, that you're able to fill all your roles in your life, Well, do it in yeah. a way where you're happy about it and yeah. thriving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, let, let's, let's use a couple of examples, right? All right. So I said that my podcast started because I wanted to read the chapters of the book because I was writing a book. Okay. I made it work that way because or else I couldn't find any hours in the day. Right. But I had no intention of, you know, developing a podcast. I had an op and not even inviting people to talk. I didn't know, you know, I'd had any, anything. So that, that was say luck. Let's say that that was luck. Right. Then I got into YouTube and YouTube was of a learning experience in the least, but then I just, because I, I have this, I don't know about you, but I, I, I am not happy unless I learn something. I have to learn something. I have to know that I'm learning something. So I'm not going to go towards things known. I'm going to go towards the unknown, right? And obviously psychic work is unknown for the most part and the world of mediumship and the other world and other worlds. And um, so, so that's, it's, you know, the thing is though, grounding yourself because I, I, until today, well, until a couple of years ago, um, every time I would walk, people would say, you know, you look like you're walking on, on air. You know, I jump in, you know, just jumping with now, and I wasn't grounded, and uh, that's true. Everybody would call me the butterfly because my feet were always uh, ten inches above the, and it, which is not a good thing because I wasn't grounded. Now I know what being grounded means, and it's such a beautiful feeling. But um, I think that that is what you really need to look for. It's 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 similar to um, uh, airline pilots or airline. Um, hostesses, I don't know what they call them. Stewardesses. Stewardesses. Flight yeah. attendants. Flight attendants, right. They put on their mask first before giving yes, other self-care. So that's that that is the key. If you don't do that, you you have to protect yourself no matter what, or else you can't even follow your your interests anymore, you know. And there is a reason why you um were are a lawyer. You know, there was a reason for that when you started it. And and I always say that in another life, I will come back and, and be a lawyer. I want to be a, a, a case law. I want to do case law. I want to, you know, I know well, what I want to do. I'll tell you this. I love being a lawyer and I enjoy it. But the psychic thing for me, oh, it's yeah, yeah. it's a different, it's a totally different skill set. It's a totally different lifestyle. It's 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 like... You can't describe the two, just like with your career. Okay, you can't, right, you can't describe right. the two, right? You've, you heard, um, you've heard talk of Akashic Records. Yes. Akashic Records, Edward Casey. And, uh, I love Edward the, Casey. The, the men are, it's a sort of a metaphor for where all the information is stored, okay? And it is a metaphor, but it's there, right? Um, I, I, that's where I work with my soul therapy. I work with the Akashic Records and I get all of the information that I need, okay? Now, that is research for me. All right. And being a professor, I've, obviously I do research. I publish in the whole bit. When I started doing that about 10 years ago, I, it was the most interesting research I had ever, <laughs> ever. And to see a person coming to me and they want this soul profile and no two people are alike. 
And it's far more interesting than a chart, an astrological chart. It's mm-hmm. far more interesting. Um, that really is superb. That's really one of the most interesting things I, I do. I love it. I just love it. Uh, really, I do love that. <laughs> what do you think from what you've done in your life? Where do you see yourself going next? Well, I know I have a long way to go. <laughs> it's a long way. Well, there will be another book, and then there's going to be another book. And another three. Book. I get and three or four books on to, your part. To, to tell you the truth, um, a week ago, no, maybe less than a week ago, I moved my podcast from one platform. I don't know if it's cool to say which platform. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, to another platform. Why? Because the first platform, I loved it. It was great. But the, you could only have one podcast. If you had another podcast, it would be a whole other uh, a monthly fee, and it was just limited. So I moved to another platform where you could have as many podcasts as you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe we have a future together. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> so, 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 the, so that's, you know, the sky's the limit. Really. What's the name of that platform? If you don't mind me asking. Just out of okay. I, I was on Buzzsprout okay. and um, I moved to Castos. I studied them all. And Castos is Castos. 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 C-A-S-T-O-S. Castos. And it's difficult, you know, difficult. The beginning, I was freaking out how to to get everything done. Then I finally got everything to work. And I didn't even have to talk to a technician. And that I figured out today when one of my, you know, appointments didn't go through. I spent the three hours trying to make it, linking to Apple podcasts and iTunes. It just oh, didn't get it. It's work. It's work, it's isn't it? Work. But, but it worked and it worked every, you know, it worked so beautifully that I'm, you know, it just saves me all so much, so much time now. And, it, you know, the idea of having unlimited number of, of episodes or podcasts that you do is, is refreshing. You know, it really you know, is refreshing. I was kind of playing around in my head about doing a podcast. I actually worked on the setting it up and everything to do a podcast as a lawyer with disaster stuff. That's what I do. But a lawyer, a lawyer with what? uh, My background. I basically do disaster work. I I do like (gasps) I do insurance companies. I do stuff with like uh, hurricane stuff and all that. But I thought about it more, and I'm like, the passion I have with this podcast for me is so strong that I would be spreading myself too thin with everything else I'm doing already. So that's why I'm like. You know, I love using yeah. Zoom as a vehicle to take yeah. Yeah. amazing interviews with someone like yourself. And then I'm also <laughs> starting you. to grow my YouTube channel very slowly. It's uh, yeah. it's in the inception stage, but what's it called? The uh, YouTube the social channel? yeah, the social psychic uh, YouTube channel, basically. Look, you know, you know because I I was hoping that I could use this video on my channel. Yes, and then refer to you. I would love I that. Refer, I would yeah, love. I could. I have that. I have a very small following because I haven't been on there as much, That's like okay. hundred people. But well, it's okay. I mean, you have to start uh, somewhere. Yeah, we all start somewhere. And uh, yeah. I would love that. You absolutely have full, full reign to do that. I appreciate good, it. Good. That would be great. What you have to do is, uh, you know, send me the the the, the audio visual through a service. Yeah. Yeah, that absolutely. would be great. That would be great. And what you- today, um, I just want to finish this. Today, I found a podcast. You know how things pop up and you you match with somebody. and Yes. And, and the podcast is called Ideas on Trial. And, and I thought to myself, it is, I think it's one of the best, 
and they only have seven or eight episodes. One of the best, it's located in France, one of the best talk shows that I've heard. And all I could tell, you know, write to them. In English? It's in English. Um, wow. There are far, foreign voices of people uh, speaking, but it's so erudite, very well. I'll have to check that out. The I'll idea is really interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's interesting. Yeah. We we are going to have to collaborate more because I am in really enjoying it. Because way. I'm looking at this interview and I'm like, wow, it's like two people, like like when I spoke to um, Scarlett. Uh, Scarlett, yeah. Yeah, I had the same I, interview. I, we had, it's, She's a kindred soul. You yes. Know? She, yeah, we connected immediately. The yeah. only thing I could say about that, and I feel the same way with you right now, we're connecting. The only thing I could say is spirit, spirit family, right? Have you ever thought, heard, that, heard that phrase? Yeah, um, a where soul group can of be- origin. I use a soul group of origin, where you come from. There's all different soul groups. But you know what I think it is? It is the mediumship. That mediumship is so profound and so um, important because it's different from you know, thinking, well, let me, where did I lose my keys? Oh, right. <laughs> it's quite different, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. We're running low on time already. And I can't believe that, but I do. Oh, want to, that's too bad. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd love to have you come back on again and oh, welcome, do another really. collaboration in the future. Yeah, Cause I think yeah. there's so much we can cover together. But there I, was another co- question I wanted to ask you about your work uh, as a medium, because you told me the beginning, but, um, when you and the way you work walking around there, I love that. I love that. But um, how does it happen to how does it happen uh, to in your case? Do people come to you and they uh, say, look, I have this, uh, you know, I want to talk to this person who has passed. Um, you know, do, do you have a time limit that you work with them? I do. I do 20, 30 and 60 minute readings. Uh, most of the time I tell people to do 30 because it's kind of in the middle. And in I use I'll tell them if you're coming to me with um, any questions that you want me to look at for areas, I say, come up with three areas that you want me to focus on career, love, work, whatever, you know, school, friends, whoever. But, but, then, but that's, but that's a reading, like a psychic reading. It has, yeah. It's not mediumship. For mediumship, I'll let the person just, uh, I'll basically tune in the person's energy and start picking up information. And then I'll say, well, is there anyone in particular? If, it, if there's a lot of people around the person's energy, you know how you like yes, you're asked to read yes. for somebody and then you can yeah. sense there's multiple yeah. energies that are trying to come through at the mm-hmm. same time. And it's like one portal kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. So I will usually deal with that. And usually when they come through, they'll coordinate and tell me how they die. So I don't know if you've ah. that happen where they yeah, recognize yeah. or they'll represent to the person, like if it's their niece or nephew, well, I had a stroke and then I had breathing issues and I mm-hmm. died that way. Yeah, but no, I was interested in knowing also the the length of time that you can do that. You're, oh wow! So, yeah, how I, long if for one sitting for one? You know, person. interesting. I had I had a close friend of mine about ten years ago who lost her boyfriend in a motorcycle accident. Yeah, and I developed my psychic abilities by becoming close to her and reading for her ah. thousands of times over three oh, years. Oh yeah. And so I know I could do it all the time if I didn't have anything else interrupting me, but you get burnt out, you get tired, you, you know, you have our out. daily lives. So yeah, right, right. Mediumship. Do you ever get nervous doing mediumship? Even at this stage of my career now, I I'll give you an example. Oh, I had somebody, yeah. I had somebody ask me if I could pick up on their son who committed suicide mm. and I had to wait five days to return their call or email because I had to think about it because I got nervous at first. Cause I was like, that's a heavy, heavy that's a heavy thing to, but then I wound up getting a bunch after that. So it's like, so yeah. it's, but it's hard, you know, it's hard to have, that's one thing I should say to you. When someone comes to you for a reading, I prefer someone come pretty much 
you know, I actually had to tell somebody, don't come to me yet. Someone's brother just died and they hit me up through my Google profile. And they, you know, my, I have Google reviews and all that. Yeah. And, they, they hit, and I could tell with the person's energy that they were not coming with the right mindset. And I've had this happen before. When someone comes too close in time and they want you to be their problem solver and yeah. they think you could do miracles and yeah. I don't need to do any miracles. Yeah. Have you had that experience in the past where you have well, to try to like. Had, I've had a couple of experiences uh, that were really, really difficult. For example, a couple whose daughter, a very young, young daughter, not even an adult age had committed suicide. Yeah, the week before, and they needed to know why. And so that that was really difficult. Um, another, another case, for example, people come and they want to channel their guides. Now that is a specific thing. Okay, so let's say instead of asking the grandmother for some kind of guidance, they'll ask their guides or someone else for guidance. And it happened that some of the answers were not, did not sit well with them, you know, because it just hit too personal. They were not the kind of answers they wanted to hear. Mm. And I realized that, and they told me, and I said, well, you know, uh, I, I, uh, that's it. I can't say anything else. You know, it's not like a card game where I could, you know, try to shift the cards around and, yeah. You know, so so it's difficult. So a lot of people come in with expectations. Well, and they think you're gonna come. They think that you're gonna be able to give them exactly what they want to hear. Right, and that's right. not the way it works. It, spirit doesn't work that way. It's not like you could turn on Channel Seven News at six at eleven o'clock at night and you'll know that you're gonna get that show. When you come to us as psychic mediums, it's like, hey, whatever's gonna come through from the other side to you directly. All right, people want to know. Look, I'm investing in. Uh, I, I've seen three houses. I want to know which is the one. And so. The third time the person comes and she said, well, why would that one say this? And why? I said, look, if if spirits gave you the numbers of the lottery, I'd I'd be rich. I could take a commission. That's not what they're interested in communicating, exactly. you know, so so you it, it's difficult. It's difficult. And what I love about the work, absolutely love is the playful nature of these spirits. I think oh, yeah. it's, so, it's so it's so difficult when they're playing around and the person in front of me is crying and. And I, I can't say, well, they're laughing and jumping. I can't say that, you know, but uh, they're. And, and I'll tell, I'll tell whoever it is. I'll just automatically transmit whatever it is. I'm like, yeah, I will too. I had, I, I had, I had one person that was kind of jovial as a child. He was in his twenties. I shouldn't say child, but for his mother, he had died of uh, an accident, a car accident. And I knew this person from a coworker from my legal job. So I gave a reading and I was here at my house during the pandemic and the lights started flickering. And so I say this to her, I said, it's interesting. My lights don't always flicker at my house. All of them were flickering. And I'm like, did your, did your son used to flicker the lights as a joke? It's like, Oh my God, he did it all the time. That's our thing. It's like Morse code. And all of a sudden her lights started flickering while mine are flickering. And I'm just like, okay, we get the message like direct, you know, manipulation of the electricity thing and all yeah, that. And have yeah. you found that it was spirit energy as well as that they're very electrical in nature and they can make yes, things they're pop? Very, yes, make things disappear, make things show. Yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that. Have you ever been, uh, have you ever had the experience of a poltergeist right in your room? Have you ever had hmm. that? Yeah. I've yeah. sense spirits. Yeah. I haven't had a direct poltergeist though, yeah. like the movie. Oh, you would know. You would know if there was <laughs> yeah. one. They're, they're yeah. really I try to, 
I try to keep my place. I sage regularly and I try to keep a positive. Oh, so does I. It's hard. My it's hard. Place, in other and those things places. Get, yeah. 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 And, and so you walk into an environment like that and you wait, Ooh, it's cold in here. The energy's dropped. When you walk into a low vibration place and people are lower vibration and they seem very like of this yeah. world only, you yeah. can feel that energy the minute you walk right in away. there. Like plummets, right right? Yeah. Wow. Boy, we covered a lot of ground, <laughs> didn't we? And we didn't even, did. that was just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I want to ask yeah. you this. It's yeah. been such a pleasure having our, our conversation shared. Oh, and, it was a pleasure for me too. This. If you were to be in an elevator, let's say you're in, in room somewhere in an office building and you're in an elevator and you have the opportunity to get stuck in an elevator with air conditioning and all of the amenities, but you have an opportunity to get stuck with somebody for a half hour, anyone in the world at any time period, who would it be and why? Amelia Earhart, okay. <laughs> Amelia Earhart, because I, I believe I was her. <laughs> I okay. think I was, yeah, that was just my past life. But also I, you know, would like to find out more about what happened, you know, and I never thought of Mr. channeling her. I should, I should do that. That might be Actually. a book idea or a yeah. YouTube episode idea or a podcast idea. idea. Oh my God. Souls, missing, missing planes or missing, <laughs> missing souls. Where the real, the, the ultimate cold case. Yeah. Oh God. You're good. You're good. There's nothing else, but what we pick up. <laughs> yeah. Jason, this is great. The ultimate cold. Oh, this, we've got to put our feet on the ground now, go back into our lives. <laughs> you're getting me on a roll. The ultimate cold our playtime is, is over, right? I know. I know. I feel like when we get to talk spirituality and, and psychic and mediumship <laughs> and, and we get to do it all in a pot, it's like playtime. It's like yeah, it's we, when I met for a play date through the internet, we had a, a great hour together and now yeah. we've got to go back to our normal routines of our yeah. lives. But yeah. But so what? I mean, that's what makes it so interesting. And tomorrow is another day, you know? <laughs> I, I deeply appreciate you coming on. Thank you direct for my, having me. Direct my audience to where they can find you. Oh, I will. You, They could find me in YouTube as uh, Christelle Martinet, a.k.a. I write that, a.k.a. Claudia Monacelli. Um, my website is uh, www.com. Christelle Martinet, two L's and two T's for martinet.com. And another website I have is uh, com. And of course, I have Facebook and Instagram under Christelle and Twitter. I can give what you. What are you on Instagram? On Instagram, I'm Christelle Martinet, right after one after another. Christelle Martinet. I'll look you up on all that. And what are you on? on because I'm I see on you Instagram. tweeting all the time. I see you tweeting all the time. I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram. My Insta my Instagram's I'm I'm actually on most of those things. Uh, most most social media I find I I use it to get you know get messages out there, keep in touch with people. But mostly yeah. I, I I prefer my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook pages for my uh, and I'm starting up the YouTube channel. You're you've started you've started it already. Yeah, I've had it. I've had it. I mean, I'm adding to it. Finally, focusing oh. on it. I'm taking oh, these podcast God. episodes with a little slight delay because I have someone helping me editing them and putting them up on to the YouTube. So, oh, okay. So then I will wait. I will not put it up. You put it up <laughs> or, oh. you know, we could both put it up. <laughs> we'll both put it up. I'll have the guy that helps me. Um, I'll have my friend who helps me. His name is Meryl. I'll have him help me with editing it. And and okay. so we can get it up and we'll do it. Right. I'd love to do that. Oh, thank I, you. I wanna... okay, so, so the sky's the limit, Jason, who knows where we're going to be. <laughs> the sky is Podcast. the limit. Yeah. The universe is the limit, right? Yeah, it's infinity. Right. 
Yeah, it's infinity. Yeah. It's, infinity. It's nice... People have so much, so much difficulty in understanding or even conceiving of that infinity. You know. You know what I find about your about you? That I find it extremely refreshing. Is your energy is so positive and so open. And so, <laughs> have you ever thought of timelines? Different timelines. This is something that will get you going. Go start reading about that. Alternate realities. No, no. Well, you can consider it alternate realities, but it is in the same. It's it's in a different time as it, as opposed to what this time is. You're enacting another type of experience with another per, a person who is not in your current life because maybe you're not talking to them, but somewhere you know. But that you can. I have to look into that. Figured out up to five different timelines, and it was just mind-boggling. I had to stop because you know what I love about it. this. Yeah. What I love about this is like the multiverse, and when you look at our ability to grasp and understand the magnitude of where we really exist and where our place is in this universe, it's mind-boggling, right? Yeah, it's mind-boggling. We're, yeah. we're, 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 we're not anywhere close to understanding even just no, the tip of the iceberg. No. And I don't think well, we will for a very no, long time. No, no, no. I just started to uh, uh, approach alien and, and alien abductions and, okay. and things like that. I've been that dabbling is, in that stuff for a while. Yeah. I, um, it's such a it's such a unique area because yeah. how do all these thousands and thousands so of real. people have these experiences? Have these? I actually did see my own UFO twice. Mm-hmm. My best friend that owns a crystal shop, she somehow attracts alien energy or something. <laughs> we were out on a ranch out in Central Hillsborough County in Tampa where I live, and we were mm-hmm. stargazing. And she said, "You'll likely see a UFO," and then we did. And the oh, thing went in a ninety degree angle. Oh, it, it went down. In the sky like this and shot off. And I don't know wow. any aircraft that we have that can do that. Too bad you couldn't you couldn't film it. Uh the, the lighting was bad because if you try to do it with an iPhone, even now, yeah, yeah, not the yeah. best, not ready yet for that. But it was nice. I, I believe in aliens. I believe in UFOs. I look, we're mediums. I have to believe it. If, if we're mediums, right? There. If we can do what we can do right. and we can pick up, then right. why are we gonna say right. Right. that there's not something else? Yeah. Yeah. And I channeled um John E. Mack, who was a psychologist and was one of the first who started writing in the mainstream psychological world about alien abduction because of his clients coming to him. His, um, and, and that is fascinating. I mean, so- that's a whole other area. I've been trying to do a little of that with my show. I had MUFON on uh, my first season. Who? Who is that? MUFON, they're the organization that investigates sightings and abductions ah, and mm-hmm. stuff. And they're across the United States. They're also global, but they're a really great organization and they help. They try to, what they try to do is let's say you saw, like I saw that UFO. Let's say if I took it seriously, I reported it to them. They would actually send someone out to do their own investigation and collaborate facts and build a story. And then they have a centralized data. Are they independently funded? Yeah, they're independent Uh of everybody. Uh And they've been around since the sixties or something. It's been a while. Interesting. Interesting. That is. I, I, I have to say, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank for you. coming on the show today yeah. Yeah, and for fun. sharing your insight, your talent, your abilities. I, I just really appreciate it. And, and I am so excited. <laughs> You're sweet. Yeah. You and today. I am too. No, no. I feel like I made a new friend and exactly. a new colleague because I, I mean, you can't talk about this stuff to very many you people, can't. you know? <laughs> and so now I know who to go to. You're my go-to person when I'm having trouble with a certain thing. I'll, you know, ring you up. Me too. You know? <laughs> that would be great. That That's great. great. I just want to thank Claudia for coming on the show today and sharing her expertise with us. And 
I, I can't begin to tell you how amazing it is to find people with similar backgrounds and understandings and point of views to myself. Through this podcast, I've met some amazing people and Claudia is one of those people as well. The synchronicity involved when you do an interview and you find out that someone could be in Rome, be where you grew up, they could live a few towns over from you and you can reconnect. And our paths cross each other's all the time. People's paths cross in ways we never really understand. And sometimes I'm a big advocate of understanding things that, like Claudia said, everything happens for a reason. And I believe, for example, having her on the show today has introduced me to an amazing person from Italy who talks spirituality and has the grounding to maintain the balance of being an interpreter, a university professor, an author, and a podcaster, amongst other things. And so if anything you get from this interview today, just know spirituality is everywhere. Psychics aren't just somebody like Miss Cleo from the 90s that you call up on or Gene Richards, um, Gene Dixon, my bad. Most of us are psychic. If you want to use that classical definition of understanding that we can derive facts from beyond our five senses. And I believe in the future, science will eventually catch up and we'll be able to determine that those of us who have intuition stronger than others sometimes, but we all have intuition. And one of my main goals with this show is to demystify psychic encounters, demystify so that people don't fear us. You shouldn't fear someone who's intuitive or psychic. You should instead encourage an understanding of it. Because I think if you're able to understand us better and understand what we can do in your life, then you can have the greater ability to benefit from what we can do for you individually. And also, any member of the audience that's listening to this, I can guarantee to you that you have some level of intuition in your life. It's just whether or not you're open enough and expressive enough to explore that side of yourself. I will tell you, explore it, pursue it. It'll help enrich your life. It'll give you balance and it'll ground you. So keep that in mind. I really appreciate the support of the show that we've received. And once again, check out Claudia's website, her YouTube channel. And until then, until next time, be positive because when you're positive... Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. 
my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electrocast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.